Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on our Channel Chat podcast, brought to you by Channel Seed. I'm your host, Pam Fretwell, and I'm excited to have Channel Agronomist Tony Weiss with me today, Miss Tammy Ott, and also Dave Clamfeth joining me on the podcast. Today, we're going to be hearing from Tony, Tammy, and Dave on what's really been unique about this harvest season and how the farmers out there can use what they learned during this past growing season to really plan for the upcoming year. So let's just jump right into it. First of all, Tony, I'm going to start with you. Let's just talk about what regions do you cover? How long have you been a channel agronomist and what you're really passionate about in your job? So, Pam, I cover the uh, southwest corner of Minnesota, and I've been a channel agronomist for just over two years. However, I've been in the industry for almost 26. And, uh, you know, what gets me up every morning and going is uh, two different things. One, there's always something different going on with the change of seasons, that there's no season that's uh, like another. So I always enjoy all of that. And, you know, the second piece is helping farmers efficiently produce safe, affordable food for uh, for the world, kind of on a, on a grander scale. One of the things that I, I really appreciate about what I do. Tammy, tell me where you're from and a little bit about yourself. I cover the central Nebraska area, and I've been a channel agronomist for about two and a half years, um, but I've been in the ag industry for about 15 years total. I'm really passionate about agronomy because I love being in the field, um, supporting and working with our farm families that are helping to feed the world. I enjoy bringing new products and technologies to the farm um, to help fulfill growers' needs and address challenges that they have. It's a very challenging career, but also very rewarding. So, Dave, how about you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I currently uh, support six uh, district sales managers and six sales territories uh, in the entire state of Ohio. This is my 12th year as a channel agronomist. My current uh, seed background goes back 34 years. And I've always had a uh, passion for the crop production systems and um, how that all fits together with our growers. I enjoy spending time with them in uh, improving not only profitability but efficiency in their operations and, of course, using channel products. I'm especially passionate about the next generation in production agriculture. It's a difficult time for them to get entered in, uh, to have the financial means and the will to do the work. And so uh, that is one of my extreme passions is, is the next generation getting into production agriculture here in Ohio. It's great that I have so much diversity in where you guys are from. So Tell me, uh, first of all, Tony, is there anything unique about this harvest season in your area, and how does it impact your local farmers? Like I said earlier, uh, every every season is unique uh, in agriculture. Um, th- this one has definitely thrown us uh, uh, a little bit of a curveball. In April, we were uh, fighting off snowstorms, so our planting window was delayed uh, into well into May. Through the growing season, on average to date, We've had 8 to 12 inches above normal rainfall for uh, for a good chunk of my geography, and we have large areas that have been uh, 16 to 18 inches above normal just for the growing season. And in addition to that, and this is a good the good part of it is is uh, we've had uh, above average temperatures too. So with our delayed planting, uh, you know we've got uh, the crop is actually ready to harvest. Uh, we've started a little bit, but Currently, we're running about 300 growing degree units ahead of normal 
And what's interesting about it, uh, as we talk about what's unique about harvest, is a good chunk of that uh, happened in the last few weeks. Two weeks ago, we uh, had about 170 GDUs, and our average is about 90. So the crop really moved along very quickly. A lot of corn black layered two weeks ago. And uh, and then last week, uh, we got about four to six inches of rain across my entire geography. So the uniqueness of that uh, for for my geography is is harvest. You know the crop the crop is ready to go. A little bit of harvesting was done prior to the rain, and I think a few guys are going to get back in the uh, you know back in the field again today. But for me, you know, how am I going to use this going forward? Just being out in the field, being out in plots, taking a look at our products, and trying to make sure that products are handling this type of environment so that moving forward, I can make good recommendations for our growers. And Tammy, that that's quite a bit of a variance from the normal over there that he's had. Tell me about your area. Uh, what's been unique this year for you guys and how's it impacting your farmers and how's it going to help uh, next year? Again, like Tony said, every year is unique and presents its own set of challenges, but this year, we went through some wind and hail events this summer. Um, same as Tony, we were above normal rainfall in a lot of areas. Uh, we had really a cool and humid August, um, which brought on the presence of disease uh, in our soybean crop. The last 10 days or so, we've had above normal temperatures. It was like the return of summer in September. We've cooled down quite a bit, but really, the whole mix of things has affected plant health and late season standability in our crop. We are facing some extremely high yields, um, especially in our dry land acres. And again, that's a reflection of the above normal rainfall that we have had. In our soybean crop, we're really gonna have to manage around that disease component and standability. Um, we've had the presence of Defty stem borer um, this summer, which we haven't seen uh, for a few years. And in our corn crop, we're really just going to have to be evaluating that timely harvest piece. You know, these high-yield growing conditions have presented us some late-season stock-type issues as well as those wind events that we had this summer. Dave, let's talk about your region and what's been happening there over the growing season. Well, I would agree very much with Tony and Tammy on the uniqueness of, of the year. That's part of agriculture, and uh, we've got to um, kind of learn to adapt as the season goes along. And, yes, we've had above-normal rainfall throughout most of the state. We've had some stress areas that, that at a critical time did not get a lot of precipitation, but overall our precipitation is above normal. Our heat units is way above normal. And so the thing that's unique, especially for us, are two things. Number one, our yields are, are much higher than normal, which is very good. And then the second thing is it's um, moved the harvest season window up quite a bit. We've got uh, a lot of corn that's been harvested already although it's a low percentage of the total crop, but guys are getting into corn, uh, actually getting moisture levels down in the teens, uh, low 20s and into the teens, which is quite surprising. Meanwhile, they've got soybeans that are also getting ripe very quickly. So it's going to be a quick growing season. If the weather permits, we'll be able to harvest uh, quite a bit of our crop uh, because of the, uh, the earliness of the season and the heat unit accumulation. I also agree with Tony and Tammy in that you know, the season has presented a few challenges with disease and soybeans. We've seen a little bit of hot stem blight uh, that could affect grain quality. And in corn, we've also seen some ear rots and molds on a small basis, but uh, could be impacted in, in certain areas. 
And then I would agree with the stock quality issue. That's something I think our growers need to focus on to prioritize harvest is stock quality and grain quality due to the fact that we did cannibalize some of those stocks during some of those stressed periods throughout the growing season. And, and we cannibalize those stocks simply because uh, we laid out quite a yield challenge with the size of the ear, and then uh, the plant was trying to, uh, to fill every kernel. So good yields. Uh, stocks could be uh, questionable in, in some areas. But a unique year, but overall a pretty good year here in Ohio. So now, Tony, let's talk a little bit about the agronomic preparations that the farmers can make really for next year. Now, what kind of advice would you give to your farmers? Again, as I said, we've, we've received a, a fair amount of rain just recently. I think one of our challenges this year is going to be actually getting the, the crop out of the field. As Dave and Tammy mentioned, uh, and it's not unique to them, we've, we've got uh, harvest season that's approaching us much more rapidly than we, we probably thought would be. And so we've got a lot of stuff ready to go. But uh, with the rains we've had, it's going to be a struggle to get out across the fields. And so one of the things I think uh, we need to be watching is minimizing field traffic and compaction with the wetter soils that we have making sure that we're not doing too much to our soils so that next year uh, we don't see the impacts of uh of you know of a wet fall and there's obviously a balance there of you know you got to get your crop out and uh trying to protect your field little things you can do by maybe adding tracks or or duels and making sure your tires have the right air pressure uh, also things like you know don't fill your grain cart as full as it will go trying to keep the weight off of the field when uh, when the field conditions are as wet as they are Tammy tell me a little bit of what you think that you're going to be advising farmers about as they go into next year's preparation well, every year is different, like we've talked about, and next year won't be the same as this year. But I think there are really some things that we can focus on from a hybrid selection and a plant perspective. And we're really going to be focusing in Nebraska on that plant health component. Um, what type of seed treatment can we be thinking about for next year um, to really help set us up for that management of risk and help us manage our return on investment with our growers? So, Dave, tell me how you think that the your farmers are going to be thinking about next year and what kind of agronomic things do they need to be thinking about? So I think Tony and uh, Tammy have uh, brought out some excellent points, but uh, the four areas I think growers need to focus their attention as they start to plan for 2019 would be, number one, uh, fertility management, especially nitrogen. We've seen with the rains and the growing season we've had this year, we've seen some differences in how nitrogen is managed and not just the amount, but the timing of those applications. The other fertility issue that I'm seeing is some potassium deficiencies showing up in both corn and soybeans. So I think growers need to take a critical look at the potassium levels and their testing methods to make sure that they have adequate amounts there uh, for next year's crop. The second area would be seed treatments and uh, how they can better establish a stand in both the corn and soybeans. The third area would be weed control with the uh, amount of heat and moisture we had this year, uh, we had some weed control issues that they need to make sure they correct for 2019. And then the last area would be uh, disease management in both corn and soybeans. Again, with the weather conditions we've had, we've seen some incidents of uh, disease pressure. And uh, I think varietal and hybrid selection will be important, as well as considering a fungicide treatment during the growing season. So now, Tony, as growers start thinking about disease and pest management for next year, 
Are there any new technologies that really can help protect against those pests or diseases in your area? So one of the things we did experience in southwest Minnesota this year is uh, the onset of some SDS. Uh, it was a little bit late in the season, but not. Uh, it, it still impacted yields in some fields. And so when you think about soybeans, number one, you think about yield. And uh, and a lot of times folks uh, look at their uh, their herbicide system as well when you talk about soybeans. But uh, one of the one of the key things for us this year, from a sudden death syndrome perspective, uh, making sure that you've got varieties that have fairly good tolerance to that when you think about next year. And I know a number of our Roundup Ready to Extend varieties that we're selling in Southwest Minnesota have very good uh, SDS tolerance and I think are going to perform extremely well because of that this fall. Tammy, tell me about your area, about the disease and the pest management programs that you're thinking of for next year. Is there anything in particular as far as some new technologies that you can recommend to the growers out there? Yes, there are two new technologies that we're bringing into the channel brand that I'm very excited about. Uh, the first one of those technologies is the Nemastrike technology, um, brand new novel mode of action that we're bringing into the industry to really help growers manage that nematode pest. We have a lot of areas that are sandy in the central part of Nebraska, and we know we have a nematode issue, and now we have a solution for that. The second thing that we're excited about to help us control those areas that are heavy pressure or western bean cutworm year after year is the Trecepta technology. Dave, Channel just launched a new disease product lineup called Channel Protexus. Now, is that something that could be beneficial for growers in your area? Absolutely. The Channel Protexus products have been selected for their extreme tolerance and in some cases mild resistance to our major leaf diseases, that being gray leaf spot, northern corn leaf blight, southern rust, and stalk rot, and glossus wilt. And so by selecting products from the, the Channel Protexus program, we will be able to better manage uh, these major diseases and, uh, again, improve profitability and efficiency in corn production. The other new technology that I think is exciting that has already been mentioned is the new strike seed treatment, especially in soybeans. Here in Ohio, we have a lot of cis nematodes uh, that attack our soybean crop. And uh, so I think this is going to be a great addition to add to our seed treatment. Now, as we're speaking about harvest, don't forget you can enter the channel Place to Perform contest for a chance to win a weekly prize along with a grand prize of an outdoor adventure pack. Head over to channel.com slash place to perform for the official rules and entry instructions. Thank you to Tony Weiss, Tammy Ott, and Dave Clamfoot for joining us today. I hope you all learned some great tips for a successful harvest season, as well as some ways to prepare for next growing season. If you've got any questions about any of the topics or technologies that we covered today, make sure that you reach out to your local channel agronomist or seedsman, or you can even visit the website channel.com. As we get further along in the harvest season, please stay safe out there. You can learn more about this podcast at channelpodcasting.com. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks, everyone.